Hello, everybody. This is uh, Tito Bort, CEO at Alti Sales with our SDR Superstar Series. I am super excited today because uh, I had heard so many great things about uh, the outreach by Mikey Powell. And finally, I was able to get him uh, to come to our SDR Superstar Series after maybe three, four, five months of reaching out to him. <laughs> we got it scheduled. So welcome, man. Awesome Thank to have you, you here. Yeah, very stoked to be here. Uh, big fan of all your stuff and uh, excited to finally talk with you. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, uh, it's amazing. And, you know, before this recording started, we had a, a brief conversation looking at some of the things that, that Mikey has done. And I think it's going to be super educa educational for everybody. Uh, you guys are going to learn a ton about how he goes about his outreach and why he is being super successful. So right off the bat, you know, what's your... Um, where are you at in terms of quota? Uh, you know, are you at 100%, 110, 120, 150? Um, well, it is the first day of the quarter, so I'm at a very low percentage at the moment. Right. But, On um, average, where do you hit? Where, uh, where, are you, where are you usually there? I'm usually trying to hit somewhere between 150 to 200%. Wow. Awesome. There you go. So we're going to try to get everybody in the audience to learn from Ikea and try to do the same. So um, let's get started with the basics, Mikey. So tell us about uh, where do you work? What does the company do? Yeah. Uh, so the company is DocSend. And basically what we're is, uh, we're a content management system for sales and marketing teams so they can find, share, track, and present all those documents that close. Uh, and I know when I talk about content, a lot of salespeople will get pretty bored, but we're giving you guys basically really deep analytics into which accounts are the most engaged and how you can approach those counts to effectively close more deals. And then on the marketing side, we give you insights onto which content your reps are actually sending out, how it's performing, and how they can improve it. Cool, awesome. Um, tell us about some of the company structure there. So how many SDRs, uh, you know, how many AEs, what's the reporting structure like? Yeah, so right now we have uh, three BDRs and three AEs all reporting up to uh, VP of sales that we hired back in October. Okay, so SDRs report to sales. Uh, there's no SDR manager or anything right now. Pretty small team, of course, so all directly rolls up. Um, yeah. with, uh, with three reps, we haven't see, really seen the need for a BDR manager. Once we grow a little bit more, we'll probably have to find one. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, tell us about the ratio there. So three reps, well, how much inbound, how much outbound um, are you doing? Yeah, so we are probably about like 95% outbound. Um, we do a little bit of inbound, so our, we'll still handle like our demo site appointments. Um, and then also we have kind of like a freemium setup too. So a lot of people can just sign up for DocSend and have like the very lowest tier online. And so we'll track if someone from a large target account will sign up, then those leads will get passed to our outbound BDRs to work those. Those take a little bit of nurturing, and uh, a lot of times we'll be open to make an introduction to someone at that account that maybe handles their uh, sales and marketing tools. So okay. we consider that inbound too, even though it does involve a ton of outbound work. Right, so you're, you're almost all outbound. You get a few layups here that, that luckily come in. Yeah, a few freebies. <laughs> exactly. Uh, tell us about the tools that you're using in-house. Uh, how do you find your data, contacts, um, you know, social profiles, whatever? Yeah, uh, we have a pretty standard stack, um, at least compared to a lot of the other companies I've talked to. But so we use LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Uh, we're using Outreach. 
and we're using Zoom Info primarily. That involves most of our tools that the SDRs are dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. And then we use uh, Truly for our um, calling through our cell phones. Oh, okay. So you're calling directly from your cell phone um, rather than maybe through outreach or something else? I mean, it's uh, the company's called Truly Wireless and it hooks up to Salesforce. And so we'll just, it's like a click to dial. Click to dial. Okay. Yeah. That also does our phone recordings and all that too. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. I, I, uh, we do that all through outreach. We use the outreach voice option and I just hook up, you know, a headset through outreach uh, for all the SDRs and then they can call. We, we build sequences that are like maybe call, you know, email, email call or whatever. And then yeah. you can just dial from the platform. But, uh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe something to explore. I don't, I don't know how the how many of your sequences are hybrid between phone and email, and how you could do that without the outreach voice. But I don't know. That's cool. If it's nice. working for you, um, <laughs> you're clearly at like 150 to 200 percent of quota. So, uh, uh, yeah, it's definitely working. I might have an outreach rep hitting me up after this, after they know <laughs> I'm not using their platform correctly. I bet Sam Silverman's going to be reaching out, and be like, "Oh, I saw you on that series that I was also part of." <laughs> Cool. Um, let's let's talk a little bit more about the accounts and the leads. Um, you know, you, you have uh, you say Zoom Info to find them, but you know, do you get targeted accounts? Are you gonna go find contacts at, or do you have an, an ocean of accounts that you can go after? Um, how do you split it with the other SDRs? Like, uh, yeah. So we have just kind of a personal database that we've built uh, throughout the company where we get. Uh, specific target accounts, uh, we're responsible for building out those accounts, assuming that someone hasn't already done that in the past, whether it's one of our uh, old SDRs or old AEs. But typically, we're, if we're reaching out to a new account, we're assigned a name, and then we're responsible for getting all that contact information and putting that into Salesforce. Okay. And then on top of that, too, um, since it is a pretty small team, if there's any fresh accounts that no one's touched, um, we all have a pretty good understanding of the accounts that could be a potential good fit. So we can always add those into Salesforce ourselves, which is great if there's maybe you come across something on LinkedIn and uh, it's kind of a sales trigger for you to reach out. Um, it allows us a lot of flexibility. Right. So you, you might bump into a company that fits within parameters. Let's say, I don't know what, what those are and I don't know if it's a good idea to disclose them publicly, but you know, 500 to 5,000 employees in this industry, US based, you know, whatever X maybe technology they're using or whatever. So you could, you could just grab those, create a new account on, on, on Salesforce and, and make it your own and go after it. Yep. Spot on. Cool. Um, tell me about the outreach part. So any specific uh, cold calling scripts that you use or is it a free call flow or how do you go about the, the calling part? Yeah. For calling, uh, we have a ton of some general scripts too. Um, that's always a good starting point from there. And then um, if you find those aren't working, you can experiment with other stuff. It's pretty loose. Um, if you're not performing, we'll go back to the scripts. If you are performing, you can have some fun with it. Okay, cool. That makes a lot of sense. How about the email templates? Uh, um, is it the same way? Kind of like you get a few and you should use them, but if you want to experiment, you can do your own or... Yeah, so uh, we always kind of get together every month or two and are always trying to create new possible templates. And um, whenever someone starts out here, obviously they want to start using the templates rather than trying to create all these emails themselves because that's a 
huge daunting task because not all of us are professional copywriters like you, of course. Um, <laughs> but uh, after that, if you want to experiment with templates, um, once you are at Quota, you're happy to do so. And we're always creating new templates and sharing with the team. Everything's pretty, uh, pretty open. Okay, that's really cool. Um, how do you guys get better every day? What's what's uh, training like? Any specific books you read or courses you've taken online for how to be a great SDR? Or point um, uh, us in the right direction here. Yeah, so uh, we get a lot of guidance from our VP of Sales. Um, on specific BDR trainings. We'll do cold calls, uh, practice cold calls, or we'll actually just sit there and listen to this cold call. Um, in addition, we're sitting on, in on the general sales trainings for AEs, which is great for just understanding the full sales cycle and what the larger problems are dealing with personas like VPs of sales and VPs of marketing. Um, and then in terms of like books, I have one book to recommend, which is uh, Stu Heineke, How to Get a Meeting with Anyone. That is the best BDR book um, and is 100% worth the $15 you'll spend on it. Okay, awesome. Stu Heineke. So um, everybody listening, uh, consider consider expensing that. Just buy it and tell your boss you did and get your money back. Um, let, me, let me go to the next section here. Um, so a little bit of, of understanding of, without disclosing any you know, numbers or details about your, your comp, but is, does your company measure you on the meetings being scheduled on the calendar or on the meetings being performed or pipeline created or revenue closed? What is the metric that they're basing your commission on? Or are there multiple maybe? Yeah, so uh, we're measured primarily off of just meetings held, um, which I think yeah. is a good metric. Meetings booked, a lot of times you have people fall off or they get pushed off another quarter and that incentivize the BDRs to actually get them to show up to the meeting. Yep, I like that. Um, and do you wanna disclose how many, how many meetings uh, is your quota for, for a monthly basis? Uh, yeah, we're at eight. Okay, so eight meetings, and these are, I assume these are pretty, they're, they're bigger deals, they're not 10 to 20K, they're, they might be 50K plus? Uh, yeah, we're definitely hunting some bigger deals at the moment. Okay, cool, so eight big deals to be, held as meetings and i assume you have specific buyer personas right you can't just get the janitor to show up it no, must be somebody in sales marketing yeah so we're working with four specific buyer personas product marketing vp of marketing uh head of sales and then kind of sales enablement slash sales operations right so if you're listening to this podcast or video and you are in product marketing sales or sales operations reach out to Mikey Powell and get yourself a meeting. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and take a look at Docsend. It's funny, I, uh, I met your CEO uh, a couple of weeks ago, more in person. We chatted a little bit and I've been exploring Docsend. Seems like a pretty cool software. Um, I definitely understand why the visibility into multiple accounts or multiple people within the account uh, matters and see what documents they've seen as you know, being a services company that charges uh, you know, our minimum package is, is six figures. Um, I need to have that visibility into who's looking at what, how often, what are they thinking of, and how can I navigate that multiple buyer personas and be, you know, have multiple strengths that I can pull. So um, I'm liking it so far. Um, 
It's great. Love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. So tell us about, you know, you're at your top performing, you said 150 to 200% of quotas. So that's like 12 to 16 meetings or so. Is that something you've hit uh, over the past months? Uh, yeah, that's what I've been uh, hitting over the last few months. Um, definitely try to pick it up, uh, and finish out Q4 well and finish out Q1 well. Okay. And then when you're booking those 12 to 16 meetings, um, are you paired up with an AE and they're all going to the same guy or are they going across the team? How, how is that structured? Yeah. So since we have a pretty small team, we just do a traditional round robin uh, between our three AEs. Okay. So yeah, 30 of your meetings are going to each and, and it's the same for the other two SDRs. Um, yeah. That's pretty and then cool. we break it out uh, based on also like the size of the actual account too. So make sure that one rep isn't getting a huge juicy deal and the other one's getting a smaller one. Right. Right. Um, that's very interesting. I like that. That, that makes a lot of sense. Um, let me look at the questions over here. So you're doing round robin. Let's talk about your secret sauce, right? So 12, 12 to 16 meetings when you have a quota of eight, these are big deals. Um, where are those meetings coming from? Are you doing a lot of social or email, phone, direct mail? Yeah, so um, good portion of mine are coming from email, um, email and also direct mail. And then I kind of have a traditional approach too, as any other BDR does. And I have my general call metrics and general email metrics. So I wouldn't say I'm doing too much uh, really different stuff there, but I'd say I guess my secret sauce is really leaning heavy on the personalization and then uh, uh, having some fun with some direct mail that I'm sending people. Okay. Uh, so direct mail and personalization. Um, how do you, you mentioned, you mentioned that book by Stu Heineke, how yep. to get a meeting with everyone, with anyone. Um, but like, give us some examples. Like what are, what are some things you've sent to people or what are some emails? What, what do you say in the email? How do you start it? How do you end it? What's your subject line? I don't know. Get, can you give us some guidance? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so one that I sent a few months ago, um, uh, VP of sales was posting on LinkedIn and he was basically complaining about how towards the holidays, uh, everyone always sends him food, but they always send him like cookies and booze and just stuff that's going to make you fat. And so he was just kind of venting about that. And so that day I had a Postmates delivery sent to him that next morning. Uh, and I had a big basket of like fruit and veggies show up at his door at 9am right when he walked into the office and then teed up an email. Um, so I knew when the Postmates delivery arrived and said, uh, basically subject line, like about the pineapple, cause I sent this massive pineapple. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. And then kind of had a little brief intro saying why I reached out and going into the value props of Dachshund and why we think we could help him. Um, but just having a big basket of veggies show up and have it be in like a really timely fashion with his post on LinkedIn, uh, really got his attention and he yeah. was actually very generous and then reposted that on LinkedIn and gave me a big shout out, which is very cool. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so you're, you're sending stuff that's hyper personalized. Yeah. Um, how do you find that information? Uh, or how do you know what to personalize for people? Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, definitely a big challenge and you're not going to be able to personalize for everyone. Um, so what I typically do is I'll try and find 
maybe one or two people at each account that I'm reaching out to that I'm going to really devote a lot of time to, and I'm going to dive deeper into their profiles, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or diving into like general company, company information and just doing like kind of in-depth Google searches on them. And uh, with those people, I'll usually be able to pull out a little bit of information um, and find something where I can either write a super custom email with a very specific uh, subject line or send them uh, something fun that will get their attention via direct mail. Um, for example, like uh, one of my deals that uh, recently closed um, started off with a subject line, which was uh, Metallica lyrics. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so you found that he was a Metallica fan and uh, you sent him some lyrics or, or, or what? So it was just to, to get him to open the email, um, just send him like some iconic lyrics um, and then went into a little bit story about like my background. And um, I told him like, oh, I used to be a drummer. I used to uh, absolutely love Metallica. And then I saw that he was taking his kids to a Metallica show. And so just had that be my quick little intro and then went into the value of Doc's end. He was happy to take a meeting. And then a few months later, we actually had the deal closed. Wow, that's awesome. Yep. So Mikey, we're talking a little bit about your personalization techniques um, and how you're finding that information. Why don't you give us a clear example of um, you know, personalizing outreach by maybe going after my LinkedIn profile if you want or somebody else's and, and tell us you know, what's, what's the flow there? What do you look for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's do you because I know you have a ton of stuff on LinkedIn, so that'll be great. Okay. That won't be too hard then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me share my screen here. Hold on yep. one moment. Go ahead. We live? Yeah, I think we're live. Everybody Perfect. should be seeing this. I'll hide all my million tabs for you guys. Okay. I'll, I'll walk us through, you know, what are you thinking as you go to people's pages or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so initially, I'll always start with someone's LinkedIn page. Um, if they don't have any information on there, I'll go on to alternative sources. So I'll go on to Twitter, I'll go on to Facebook, I'll try and Instagram. But usually I'll try and stick with LinkedIn just because that's what people are posting professionally to. And that's what usually they're comfortable with people kind of referencing in emails. Uh, but I really haven't seen too much pushback on referencing stuff from Twitter or Facebook. No one's asking me like, Oh, like, how do you know that information about me? Which is good to know because that'd be uh, a little alarming. Right. So, starting off with your page, I would usually start with um, the articles that you posted. So, with LinkedIn, you have a couple different options you have articles, posts, activity. I'll personally usually start with articles because these are things that people are actually posting and writing themselves. So, it's usually a lot of information in here. So, at first glance, uh, I'd probably just click through on your first article. Um, so seeing this, uh, like an idea off the top of my head might be sending you some 49ers gear, uh, given that you're in San Francisco and you're referencing Joe Montana. Not sure if you're a huge football fan or not, but given that you wrote the article, it'd be something that's going to stand out immediately for you. Then you're going to know the person actually read through some of your stuff, which is great. Um, and then posts are always a great way to go through and then activity too. 
Um, these are a little bit harder to reference because people maybe not won't remember like a specific comment they wrote, especially like you when you're posting a ton. But um, if you reference an email, it can usually stand out too. So here on Corey Bray's post, um, you mentioned the gym is dead man. I tried it for like three days and it didn't work. Um, this is when he was talking about like uh, how emails are dead or people are talking about phones dead, emails dead. Um, one thing that I've had actually uh, weirdly a lot of success with is sending people uh, like ab rollers. Because um, a lot of sales development teams sometimes will do like push-ups or people will talk about doing like exercise in the office. Um, so what I might do here is send you an ab roller and like my fake gym routine and then lead in with that and then start talking about how I might be able to help you. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. A little uh, corny, but uh, it usually opens the door for people and they usually take down their guard and are happy to talk with you. Yeah, I would, I would totally take a meeting with somebody who sends me an ab roller because they're like, oh, the gym didn't work. It's because he didn't use this ab roller or whatever, <laughs> right? I'd be like, that's hilarious. Um, I know if it's 20 minutes or whatever, like I don't, I don't mind. Uh, so as long as you as an SDR, you're reaching out to accounts that you know are relevant to you, if you can just make him smile and laugh and, and feel like you're giving them something of value, and then they'll probably be willing to give you 20 minutes. Have you, have you seen but this actually like working out? Like you're sending me an ab roller, right? Like it's not relevant to my role. Like can you, can you talk about any deals that you've closed that actually start from some like direct mail campaign that's nothing to do like, of course, like I'm taking the meeting because you sent me an app roller. I'm not taking the meeting because I'm interested in Dachshund. Um, yeah, so what we found is, um, first of all, what we're going to do is uh, start with accounts that are great fits. So we know if we're getting a meeting here, um, that's someone that we want to talk to. And yeah, like some of the times they may not have like an absolute need for what we're offering, but it's usually a not now, but when situation, which is still a conversation that you always want to have. Because those are going to be follow-ups that uh, either your SDRs or your AEs can then open the door later. And a lot of times when you are at a maybe smaller startup and your name isn't uh, absolutely known around the entire industry, uh, you kind of got to get a little bit creative to open those first doors. Hmm. Okay, cool. That's awesome. What are, what are some other creative things that you've sent to people, like out of the box that, you know, most people wouldn't send? Like, I've I've heard a lot of people send like things like cupcakes or, you know, things like that. But have you gone above and beyond? And you know, like an ab roller is pretty pretty uncommon. Uh, yeah, I was actually uh, going through my expenses, and I had the full list of it going. So some kind of weirder ones that I've sent recently was um, a calendar for this person who was obsessed with their dog. Um, so it's like a Maltese calendar. Um, I sent a bottle of champagne to a VP of sales at the end of the quarter after I knew they blew out their number, um, sent uh, chips and salsa to this team of hungry BDRs um, after I saw a little post on LinkedIn and talked to someone at the account. Um, I sent a uh, Talladega Nights hat, uh, the main character, Ricky Bobby, to someone who was doing a uh, what was it? A uh, sales meeting, and basically one of his slides was, uh, "If you ain't first, you're last," which is a quote from the movie. 
That is awesome, man. It seems like you have the most fun job in the world. Like there's yeah, it's uh, a lot of people are like, oh, dude, SDR SDR work sucks, but like you're having so much fun. Like you're just like, let me let me stalk you through your LinkedIn profile or whatever, and then like, oh yeah, that's that'd be something cool. Um, and it's funny, I've found this, and then maybe this is another reason why I like being a, a giver as an SDR so much. That uh, in all my relationships, right. I, I've been the same way, right? You, I, I always try to give, give, give. It's kind of like the same on like, what do you do for Mother's Day? What do you do for your girlfriend? What do you do for your wife? What do you do for like all these other people in your life and relationships? Like, how do you find the perfect gift for your girlfriend? It's the same way that you like prospect on LinkedIn. Like you just figure out what ticks them, right? Oh, yeah. like, you know, oh, my girlfriend's a huge fan of like Harry Potter. Like, okay, cool. Like, what am I going to give her? Or like, she loves this like, band okay when are they in concert can we fly from san francisco to vegas to to go see them play life like yeah. things like that just uh, blow people's minds and i've uh i've successfully like blown people's minds away by being very thoughtful about gifts with people who are really close to me so when you go above and beyond like that is awesome and that's super fun to do especially when they thank you for it and they're yeah. like you're the best right and the great part about it too is uh, people are usually pretty excited to get on the phone with you after. Um, usually after send this, uh, I'll talk with them over email or uh, jump on a quick call just to like see if we're a fit at all uh, before scheduling a meeting with like an AE. And people are really, really excited to talk with you for that first conversation. And right. just to build rapport in that first few minutes of the call, it's so much easier than just, oh, we talked for two minutes on a cold call. It's a, it's a whole different conversation from the beginning. Exactly. And you've seen, you've seen these close, like you've seen deals come through and spend tens of thousands of dollars. What's the biggest deal that you've seen close that you've, or like, is your close rate any different actually? Like these people, I, I bet your show rate is different, right? Because like you're saying, most people are excited to talk. So it's not like they'll accept a meeting and then uh, no show. Right. If yep. they, if they're taking a meeting, like 95% of them should show up or more. Um, is the close rate any different? Because my belief is not all meetings are created equal, right? Yeah, like if you see my Joe Montana post, it's all about like, yeah, you can go book the smallest deal possible with, with you know, with some blast emails that get some people to accept a meeting, or you can do it the Mikey uh, way, which is like hyper personalize a gift and then be super caring, uh, and 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 go hunt after the huge deals and yeah. bring tremendous value. So, uh, yeah. Definitely, I don't know the numbers specifically. Uh, I'm not quite in deep on the numbers as you are uh, leading the SDR team, but um, I've definitely had a couple deals come uh, across the finish line sending a few gifts. Cool, awesome, man. I think that's super helpful for the audience to kind of like understand your your process, your thinking, your um, you know, you've referenced some books like how to get a meeting with anyone. Um, so I I think people are gonna find this incredibly valuable. Um. Sorry, I kind of caught you off there. Were you were you gonna add something else there? No, I was gonna say, uh, in the hindsight of things, uh, when you're working some bigger deals, sending a ten dollar gift, um, if you can cut the amount of time it takes to get a meeting, is huge, and that's a very small drop in the bucket compared to the actual uh, deal once it's closed. Yeah, I won't get too deep into financial metrics, but no, if you no, start, no. you know, researching a lot of. Uh, 
metrics from David Skalk or Thomas Tungus in SAS, you know, your LTV to CAC ratios and things like that. For any leaders listening in, you can spend a lot of money to get that one account. Um, so 10 bucks is nothing. I would spend 300 to 500 bucks to get a meeting um, for every meeting that I get, and I wouldn't mind at all. Uh, it's totally worth it, um, even with small close rates and whatever. So, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, last couple of questions that I have for you is, you know, you've been an STR for almost two years, something you mentioned. I want to get your thoughts on um, ideas on how to keep SDRs happy, right? Like one, one of my biggest concerns right now, uh, something I'm seeing in the industry, is that SDRs are leaving their jobs after three, five, seven you know, 10 months, they don't like it. They, it, it's, it's not cool. Um, what keeps you motivated or, or after being there two years, you've been at two different companies, you know, yeah. what are some things that you recommend leaders do to have more people like you super engaged at their job and super excited about coming in the next day? Yeah. Um, I would say, first of all, like you've touched on quite a bit, um, definitely compensate your SDRs on a fair basis. Um, if they see that they can make a ton of more money switching over to an AE, they're gonna take that route and they'll often take that route by leaving the company um, if they don't have a clear path to doing that at their current one. Um, and then more on a smaller basis, uh, including monthly spiffs is huge. Um, giving SDRs recognition across the company is great. And, um, I really like your method of being able to have kind of like these micro promotions um, up into moving to whatever the next step is, whether it's marketing or an account executive or sales development management, but having like maybe a junior SDR and then a normal SDR and then a senior SDR and have different responsibilities, different commissions, different pay payouts from there. I think that's huge. Yeah, I might link to that article I wrote about the STR promotion path. I think that's also a topic that I'm going to be talking about at, at Unleash in May in San Diego. So people should uh, should attend that. But I agree. I think that the biggest problem right now that we're seeing in the industry is, you know, and I'm going to throw out San Francisco numbers because we're both based here. But, you know, I'm seeing SDRs with a, with a base salary between 45 and 55K, uh, no higher than that. And then their OTE is between 70 and then maybe 85. Um, and the majority of them are not even hitting their numbers, right? It's kind of like the AEs, about 60% of people hit, hit their numbers. And what do you end up with is an SDR that was promised to make 80K, and then they're at 70. And with 70K in San Francisco, like you can't afford to live here. It's really tough paying your rent and food. Um, I really know SDRs in this area that told me, I'm like, uh, you know, it's 6.30 p.m. What are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm at work. I'm like, do you work this day? He's like, no, I'm not really working that much, but I, we get free dinner if I stay here until 7, and I really can't afford paying for more food, so I just got to stick around. And I'm like, holy cow. That's just, like, not fair, right? Like, that's incredible. And then when you move to an AE position, like, right off the bat, you are going to get a 70K, 80K, 90K, uh, base salary, right? If you're a very junior, you're probably at around 70, um, maybe 65, whatever. But but your OTE is 130, 140, 150. And um, even as a junior AE, and then you're getting some layups. Like some some people are just going to come really interested in buying They've their inbound leads through marketing or, yeah. or you had a Mikey Powell get them super excited about this deal. And now they come and they're like, yeah, I was, I was thinking about your competitor, but I'm just going to buy because you guys are awesome. 
and then you're 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 even if you don't hit a quota, you're at 100, 110, 120, you can now pay your bills, right? Yep. Um, so that's, that's pretty frustrating. You know, SDRs at 200% of quota, making as much as AEs at 50% of quota. Like, why? Right? Um, so we'll see. You know, we, we, we try to pay, uh, and we have employees all over the place, so we adapt our salaries according to, to their location. But if you're Bay Area-based, uh, you know, like our 90% of our, 95% of our SDRs should be at, at around 80K minimum. Uh, so only 5% should fall below that. And then uh, the majority should be at 120K plus if they're crushing quota. So, and then we do SDR Presence Club and a lot of other cool things. Again, if people are going to Unleash, I recommend them, um, you know, going there. I'm gonna have a awesome session there. So we'll, we'll try that. Um, any favorite spiffs? You mentioned spiffs that are, that were really cool on a monthly basis. Something that you've earned that was like super cool or I don't know. Um, yeah. So some of the contests will be, um, just straight whoever can get the highest percentage towards the quota that month. Some bums like daily spiffs. All right. Who can make the most dials today? If we just really want to go crazy with it. And then, for compensation, sometimes uh, the last cool one we had was like, you can take your you and your significant other out to d dinner, cap it at maybe like a couple hundred bucks, and or like um, any concert that you want to go to. Like I think for SDR managers and sales leaders, find out what motivates your individual contributors and then lean on that. Right, kind of like the SDR, kind of like you're doing with your prospects, right? Have yeah. your manager go look all over your Facebook, Twitter, and uh, <laughs> on, on LinkedIn, what ticks you, and, I mean, and give you one of those. That's you awesome. don't have to go that in depth, but uh, just asking them. Because, I mean, yes, like getting straight, like bumping like commission is great too, but there's definitely something to be said about tailoring your spiffs towards the individual people. Right. I, uh, and it's interesting. You know, I talk to some people about the difference between a social a contract or a social agreement and an economic agreement, right? So if I'm like, hey, whoever makes the most dials, I'll give you a $50 gift card or I'll give you 50 bucks. Uh, when you start doing that too often, what the person starts thinking is, okay, I come in today, there's no spiff for money. Why would I work hard? Let me just kind of like do the minimum possible so that hopefully tomorrow they throw spiffs again and then I'll work hard, right? Yep. So rather than working harder, their performance starts going down. While it's it's been shown, and this is behavioral economics research, that if you compensate people through through social contracts, meaning you don't go and, and tell them it's 50 bucks or 30 bucks, but you're like, hey, it's a you can go to your favorite concert, right? Yep. You, you value it as a concert. It's kind of like if you go to your girlfriend's house, right? Your in-laws invite you for dinner. And you show up at their house with a bottle of wine. And you're like, hey, thanks for dinner. Like, I thought I'd bring you a bottle of wine. They'd be like, what a nice guy. But if you come in with a bottle of wine, you're like, hey, I'd say I'd, I'd buy you a pretty expensive bottle of wine. So this one's like 27 bucks. They would be like, what the fuck? Like, what an asshole. Like, what do you mean this was worth 27 bucks? Like, are you valuing the dinner at 27 bucks? Right? So when you tell your SDR, like, oh, if you do X, I'll give you 27 bucks. They're like, are you valuing me as a person for my work as a, as a contractual $27 or are we humans kind of like working together to meet our goals as a company and we're, we're, we're a team. Right. Um, so I think that's, that's interesting for people to keep in mind. Anyway, that was supposed to be a short question and we rambled on it for half an hour. Um, 
cool, man. I think that's all I have. Any last, you know, comments, questions? Where can people find you? How do people get a demo with Docsend through you? Uh, uh, yeah. How do they get in uh, touch? Best way is get in touch via LinkedIn for me, or you can send me an email at Mikey at docsend.com. Um, besides that, I would just say, uh, don't be afraid to get a little bit creative with the BDR process. It makes it a lot more fun rather than just hammering the phones all day. It's pretty fun to just send some people some gifts and uh, kind of wrap it all together in a story via email. People get excited to talk to you uh, rather than pulling them over to a meeting. Awesome. Cool. Awesome, everybody. If you're an SDR, if you're a BDR, BDR manager, if you work in sales or in marketing, uh, you should connect with me on LinkedIn. Scroll down, click follow, or just go ahead and add me. Um, I want this content to get to a broader audience. And before I was being way more selective about how I accepted, but I think now um, there's, a, there's a benefit of just spreading the word out there. Um, and yeah, and even if you're outside those industries, you can always follow me. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, let's, let's help everybody just be, uh, better at SDRs. And, you know, I, I told Mikey at the beginning, you know, Alti sales, the word Alti is from altitude comes from the heights, right? We want to elevate the sales development profession. So let's work together, help each other out and let's make it happen. Thank you, everybody. Cool. Thanks, Dido. Pleasure.